Lord, I want to live for thee every day and every hour. Let your spirit be with us now in its saving power. Yeah, 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 yes. Every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come down.
attend my cry. First Lady Haynes, to Reverend Jason Haynes, to all clergy, and to all the spouses of clergy, including my wife, now of 40 years, Sister Lawanda Till. God bless you, Lawanda. To the officers and members of Salem Missionary Baptist Church, to um, classmates and friends from down through the years, including the Reverend Richard Atkinson, formerly of Brunswick, Georgia, Deacon Gregory Bailey, always been known as father, even in college at West Georgia, well, the West Georgia University now, but it was West Georgia College, 
Uh, he's always been fatherly. <laughs> and when I think about those times and how long it has been, I just have to say, wow, time has moved on. To God be the glory. I, I remember coming with United Voices Gospel Concert Choir, and not in this building. We came to Salem, but we were in the uh, sanctuary. The, well, this is a sanctuary, but we're in the it was children's church now, right? But yeah, we, we were there worshiping. I, I mean, and they just shouted, and I think they didn't let us come back. They kicked the hole in the wall. And, but we had a great time in the Lord there at Salem. To all guests and to saints and sinners, amen. Everybody who's come to hear and who will hear the message of the day, it is good to be here. I am so grateful for the opportunity to come and share with you on this wonderful Men's Day worship experience. I am grateful. I am grateful. And I want to thank the Salem's Men's Day Ensemble for singing and singing. I, I got scared. I want y'all to know I got scared because I wanted to, uh, you know, I had to shorten the message a little bit because when they start singing, can't stop praising his name. I mean, if you're singing, can't stop praising his name, that means you can't stop singing. And for a minute, I thought we were going and going, can't stop praising his name. You know, you got to keep on. You, you can't stop if you just said you can't stop. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I am grateful for the opportunity. And, and, I, and listen, we do have a message for the day. I'm excited about this. I want to get right to it. I can't say enough about my friend and brother, Pastor Haynes. I can't say enough about he and Sister Beverly and their family. I'm not going to tell the story about him being in the house and the daughter, my wife, pregnant and I ain't going to go through all that today, y'all. If you hadn't heard that, get one of the old tapes. We talked about it many, many times. Amen. First African Baptist, Savannah sends their love to Salem. We did have a chance to come and fellowship and share with you some time ago. And First African still loves Salem, love all of you. And we say, God bless you. God bless you. We thank God for you. Let's turn to our scripture for today. First John chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. 1 John chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And then... Uh, James, the epistle of James, chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. 1 John, chapter 5. Doing, I'm reading from the ESV, the English Standard Version. 1 John, chapter 5, uh, beginning with verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And in James chapter 1, Epistle of James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For anyone... For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at the, his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looked like, what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer, who acts? He will be blessed in his doing. 
Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, and deliverer, we ask right now in the powerful and precious name of Jesus that you speak. Yes, Lord, you speak to us. That as you speak to us, we will not just be hearers of your word, but followers of your word to do your will, that you might get glory. We count it joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Our subject for this men's day, the overcomer's great opportunity. The overcomer's great opportunity. Men, what more do you want to be than one who has overcome the world? What more do you want to be as someone who's overcome the world? Not just your job, not just your finances, not just your temptations, not just your relationships, not just your doubts and your fears, but has overcome the world. It all starts with having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah, it's just by being born of God. 1 John 5, 4 says, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. We have a great opportunity to do something in the midst of whatever you're going through. In the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of sickness, in the midst of financial difficulties, in the midst of family turmoil, in the midst of unemployment and underemployment, in the midst of relationships or the lack of relationships, even in the midst of bereavement, in the midst of life in general, we have overcome the world because of our faith. But faith without works is dead. We can't just go through this life and have life happen to us and we not do something. We must do something. And seeing that we have overcome the world by faith, let's look at the great opportunity we have in transforming our lives and transforming this world. But you might ask, well, what is the overcoming's great opportunity for men? What is the great opportunity for women, especially during this present time and the present crisis that we're in. It's in the second text that we read in James chapter 1. I begin reading again with verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, listen to what the word of God says, he will be blessed in his doing. There's a great opportunity before we receive every blessing God has for us. It's a great opportunity before God will give us every blessing that we stand in need of and that he has for us. And, 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 and where's the opportunity? Well, look right there in verse 25. It says, he will be blessed in his doing. Yeah, we, we, we have to do something. 
<laughs> I know you're sitting there saying, okay, Pastor, do what? What, what we got to do? I'm ready to do something because I want to be blessed in my doing. Don't get to be a busybody and just doing stuff just to do stuff. But what does he want us to be blessed in doing? I'm so glad you asked because Pastor Haynes has told you this over and over again. What, what should we be doing? Doing what? Obeying what the Lord has already told us to do. Obeying what the Lord has already told us to do. Now, now I, I want to kind of break it down. I, I'm, I'm very simple. People say I'm just a simple preacher. I guess maybe I'm a little simple-minded. I can't get too deep with stuff. So I, I want to keep it where we can all understand it. And, um, and if you have questions while you're listening online, just kind of type it in and, and uh, pass the hands and come back later on and kind of fill in the blanks for you. But, but, but what has he already told us? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. In Matthew 22, we have something that we're all familiar with. It's called the Great Commandment. Matter of fact, they were trying to trip Jesus up. They were saying, okay, Jesus, well, what, what's the greatest of the commandments? You know, thinking he would pick out one of the ten or out of all the many commandments that they now had, that he would pick out one and say, but this is the greatest. And they said, good, okay, I, I got that one. I, now I could, I could break some of the other ones because Jesus said that's the greatest. But Jesus said to them, Matthew 22, verse 36, when he said, teacher, what is the great commandment of the law? He said, and he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Listen to this. He says, on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. You got it all covered if you can love God with everything and if you can love your neighbor as yourself. And let me throw in there, you cannot love God who you have not seen and you hate your brother who you see every day. It's the great commandment that he's given us. We should love. Now I know when we start talking about love, we want to love people who we like. When we start talking about love, we want to love people we have no issues with. So Jesus had to clarify in Luke chapter 6 verse 27, he had to clarify, he said, he said do this. He says, but I say to you, love your enemies. You can't be any clearer than that. When I talk about love, he says, love your enemies. And do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who despitefully use you. Now, he didn't say pray for them and pray that they don't use you no more. I was looking for it. But he said pray for those who despitefully use you. Now, there's a reason why objectionable people are in your life. When you've come to know Jesus Christ, there's a reason why they're in your life and a reason why he commands you to love them. It's his will that none should perish. He tells us to love. Right, but, but, but what else has he told us to do? What, what else? He, he tells us to love. Now, he tells us this in Matthew 22. But then Jesus, because he loves us, he goes to the cross. Y'all know that, right? He, he, he allowed men to put nails in his hands, nails and feet, crowns on And on the cross, he dies for all of your sins, all of my sins. He's the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. So he dies for all of us. Then he was buried in a borrowed tomb. But early on that third day, he got up from the grave. But after he got up from the grave and before he ascended into heaven, he met with his disciples and there they were on the mountain and, and there they were where they told them to meet. And Jesus said this to them. Go therefore, Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. 
And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He said, teaching them to observe all. I know we get confused by that too because he taught them a whole lot. He taught them a lot. But what did he command them to do? Well, well, no, I'm asking. That's not rhetorical. What did he command them to do? What, what did he command them to do? And y'all know y'all got to type it in. If y'all home, y'all got to type it in. We're going to type right now. What did he command you to do? Type in your answer right now. Okay, type it in. What did he command you to do? All right, let me start all over again. The very first thing that we find that Jesus said to his, when they asked him, what is the greatest of all the commandments? Commandments. He said, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The second like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. <laughs> you know what I like about church? We get so used to coming in church and expect certain things to happen and for preachers to say certain things and him not to expect or she not to expect you to respond or to hear anything. Right. It's just, let's, let's hurry up and get through this because I already got figured out what I'm going to eat for dinner. You know, I'm, I'm halfway out of here already. We went a little late this morning. This has been Wednesday. I, I got you. But y'all got to pay attention because I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm looking for some answers, all right? So the first thing he says, commandment. So he says, in great commission, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. What did he command them? Hallelujah. He commanded them to love. Mm. And he says, and I'm with you to the end of the age. That's going to mean something in a moment. I did that because that's going to mean something in just a moment. We have the great commandment and the great commission. Now let me tell you what's exciting about this. The great commandment and the great commission ushers in the great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to receive the blessings in the midst and in spite of our present circumstances and situations. Oh, he want to bless us. He want to bless us. He gave us a commandment, gave us a commission, but then he gives us a great opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. We, if we love as God commands us, to love, he commands us. If we love as God commands us, and then if we go into the world as he commissions us, then we have the opportunity to receive what God himself has said he would give us individually and collectively. Yes, we have faith, but faith without work is dead. And the work that we should do should be his work. It should be his will. Yeah, we ought to obey him. We ought to trust and obey. One songwriter put it this way, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he shares on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but his smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt or a fear, not a sigh or a tear can abide while we trust and obey. Not a burden we bear, not a sorrow we share, but our toil he doth richly repay. Not a grief or a loss, not a frown or a cross, but is blessed if we trust and obey. 
but we never can prove the delights of his love until all on the altar we lay for the favor he shows and the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey then in fellowship sweet we will sit at his feet all will walk by the side in the way what he says we will do you heard that where he sins we will go never fear only trust and obey trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey I, I felt somebody right there it, it might have been somebody sitting at home somebody on the internet that said well that's just a song pastor I need the word of God. Don't, don't, don't be giving me songs. Give me what the word of God says. I'm glad you asked. James chapter 2. Beginning of verse 14 it says. What good is it my brothers. If someone says he has faith. But does not have works. Can that faith save him. If a brother or sister is poorly clothed. And lacking in daily food. And one of you says to them. Go in peace be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body what good is that so also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead hallelujah I, I felt you said pastor that's just, just this one passage you know we're not just one scripture church we, we believe in the word of God alright Matthew chapter 7 beginning with verse 24 Jesus is speaking. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds beat and blew upon that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them Mm -hmm. say it again and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand then the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it what shudders me is that if Jesus was speaking eschatologically if he was speaking about end times yeah, yeah, that, that, that kind of shudders me because, because if he was speaking that, that there are things that we have to do. That's right, that's right. And, and if we fail to do those things, heaven will not be your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your house will fall. Let me put it another way. Let me put it another way. Let me, let me try to make it so I can understand. I can understand. If I can understand it, you can understand it. Let me get it so I can understand. He's teaching us. That there are things that he's calling us to do. Not just hear the word, but to do it. He's not trying to tell us how to build a house. He's using a house. He's not, he's not just telling us how to build a house. He's telling us how to build a life. He said, if you hear the words, you, you got to do what it says. Now, this is what I mean by eschatological speaking. Sometimes, or most times, you don't know that there's a leak in your house until the storm comes. Somebody, what you talking about? 
no, 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 son. Your, your house look good. Amen. Everything's in place. Yeah. It hadn't rained at all. Amen. But when the rain comes, and you got to pull out the pots and the pans, and, and you didn't know that house was in such bad situation. Now you know it needs some work. But I'm, I'm hoping that Jesus is letting us know that when the storm comes in our life and we see that we haven't been everything we ought to be, we will make some corrections on our... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I hope he wasn't saying that you won't find out that you got a leaky roof or a bad foundation the day that you die. Because right. yeah. right. that's more than late. That's what they call too late. Another passage, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Now this one gets me, because I, I, I really shudder when I preach this to church folk. But Matthew 7, 21, he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But who will enter? But the one who does the will. You got, you got to do something. But who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. All right. That, that's, did I give you enough scripture to understand it's, it's biblical? Did somebody just type in there? No, I need one more. Okay. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's go through eight, 8 through 10. It says, for by grace. And I, I know what y'all saying. He's, he's talking about works. All, the, all this work you got to do. He's saying you got to work. You got to work. I felt that. I felt that. But Deacon Bell, I felt that. He's talking about, we don't, we don't believe in salvation by works. All right, oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm bringing the scripture that tells you we don't believe in salvation by works. I'm bringing it to you. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now, if you stop right there, you think, I ain't got to do nothing. I'm saved by grace through faith. I believe he'll make a way out of no way. I believe he's my bridge over troubled waters. I believe he died for my sins, rose from the grave. I believe that I got that down, but faith is more than believing. It's really acting on what you believe. Where you get that from? Where you get that from? Where you get that from? It's right here in the text. Let me read it again. Verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, that no one may boast. Verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He prepared us for good works. Listen, you don't do good works in order to be saved. You do good works because you are saved. If anybody paying attention, anybody listening, if you don't feel like ever doing any good works, you don't want to cause anybody to come to know Christ, you don't want to be bothered with the things of the Lord, you don't be bothered with none of that stuff, just go ahead and check your salvation. Pastor Tillman telling you that you am not saved. I'm sorry, I said that wasn't right, was it? I meant you ain't saved. Oh, I didn't mean that way, I mean you, you, you are not. But the point I'm trying to really make is, is God is making it plain for us to see what he desires of us. I, I got to do this again. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Somebody said, I don't understand that because you, you keep saying we have to do works, but we don't have to do works so no one can boast. 
we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. What does it mean? What does I mean by that? Let me ask you this. When a baby is born, a physical birth, when a baby is born, what's one of the first things the baby will do that you would know the baby's all right? Cry. When the baby cries, it is letting you know that the baby is now breathing. Would you agree? That means the baby is breathing. So what physically, naturally happens when a baby is born, that physically, naturally, a baby begins to breathe once it's born. And listen, unless it's an emergency situation, you never have to beg the baby to breathe again. You don't have to form a committee and say, listen, I think we ought to, the baby ought to breathe some more. Let's, I, I move that the baby breathe. I second the motion. All in favor of the motion signified by saying I. What, once the baby is born, the baby starts breathing and the baby keeps on breathing. The Bible says you must be born again. And my brothers and sisters, once you are born again, you, you spiritually, you spiritually, just as you physically begin breathing, when you're born again, you spiritually begin to do good works. No one should have to have a committee to tell you it's some time for us to do good works. No, that's what you're doing because you were created in his workmanship to do good works. I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Reading God's word, hearing God's word, singing God's word, Speaking or even preaching God's word is not the same as doing God's word. I said reading God's word and, and hearing God's word and singing God's word and speaking or even preaching God's word is not the same as doing God's word. Our great opportunity today is to do God's word so that his will can be done. Now here's the great news. I'm almost done. Here's the great news. We don't have to obey and do in our strength alone. God does not just give us his commandments and his commission without giving us his power. He empowers us so we could be blessed by him. He empowers us to obey. He empowers us to trust him. He commanded us. He commissioned us. And then he empowered us. For those who need to have points. He commanded us. He commissioned us. And then he empowered us. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the world. That's what Jesus told us. Before he ascended, he, he, he gave them that. He said, you will receive power. You understand? He, he said this to the disciples who become the apostles. And just before he left, he said, you will receive power. You're going to be my witnesses. Now, he's already told them, I need you to go. And now he's saying, you're going to be my witnesses. All right? That's Acts, Acts chapter 1. Now get me with me now. He said, you'll be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem? 
in all Judea and Samaria to the end of the world. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. All right? He, he said, you'll be my witnesses. All right? Now, when did he say they would be his witnesses? When they receive what? Who? When they receive power, when the, when the Holy Spirit, when they receive the power, of the, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power, and then you will be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Got it? And almost parts of the world. All right? Got it? That, that, that's what he said to them. All right? Look what happened. Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit comes. Acts chapter 2. They receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes over 3,000. Saved and come. And, and now the church is started. They're in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Acts chapter 3. They're still in Jerusalem. They're growing. They, they're getting more. They, they're doing things. Acts chapter 4. They're still in Jerusalem. With the power. Acts chapter 5. They're still in Jerusalem. All this power God gave them. They're still in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 6. They're still in Jerusalem. And they've grown so much that now they got to get some deacons to help them maintain what they're doing in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 7, they're still in Jerusalem. And at the end of Acts chapter 7, they grab a deacon. Stephen, they decide they're going to kill him because they don't like his preaching. They don't like what he's saying. And, and, and Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Look what happened. Look, look what happened. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, you will be my witnesses in Jamea, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Acts chapter 8, point 1 says, and great persecution came upon the church, and they scattered. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did they go? They went to Judea and Samaria. They didn't go until there was great persecution. But they already had the power. They could have gone in Acts chapter 2. Preacher, what does that have to do with us today? I'm glad you asked. Since we all have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive the Holy Spirit living in us. And we've all been commissioned to love. We've all been commissioned to go into all the world. But mostly we've been staying in our sanctuaries. Worshiping God and singing his praises. Never did we ever honestly consider holistically going to the whole world. I mean, we talk about it, but we didn't really do anything about it. But then came great persecution. He didn't just shut down Atlanta. He didn't just shut down Georgia. He didn't just shut down the United States, but he shut down the world. Oh, I'm just not talking to folk here in Salem right now. We're on something called www. What in the world is that? It's the World Wide Web. We're going into all the world. We've been empowered. He commands us to love. He commissions us to go. And then he empowers us to grow. I want y'all to type in. Those on the World Wide Web, type this in. We are to love, go, and grow. God has given us the power to love, go, 
and grow. You can't do it on your own. The Holy Spirit has to live in us and guide us and direct us and help us. We make mistakes. We don't quite get it right. But God is with us to forgive us and to empower us to do what he wants us to do, how he wants us to do it. I'm done. Lastly, do you believe that God can do anything but fail? I asked you a question. Do you believe that God can do anything but fail? Everybody who believes God can do anything but fail, raise your hand. Then go ahead and type it in. I believe. Yeah, I believe that. That's now by faith. We believe it, but now we have to act on it. And, and what you said is true. Because we find in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, now to him who's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Yeah, now to him who's able to do far abundantly more than all we ask according to the power of working. Now on this one, I've been to ESV, but in this one, I got to go to King James. It says now unto him who's able to do exceed abundantly above all now I, 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 I know you're done with me I, I know y'all ready to go but, but I, 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 want you to, I want you to get this in your spirit and I'm done not only can he do what we ask or think that should be enough God can do whatever we ask and whatever we can think about but back up one, 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 one word it says he can do all that we ask or think. Did y'all hear that? You can ask whatever you ask or think. He can do all that we ask or think. But but back up one more word. It says he can do. If you felt all was enough, he can do above all. How you do that? Above all that we ask or think. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But but but, but if you hear that, back up one more word. It says he can do abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now if that doesn't cover it. You go back to one more word. It says he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask. God can do it. God can do it. But it's a comma there. And it says according to the power that works in us. In, in, in other words, in other words, God could just snap his finger and get it done. He could blink his eye and get it done. But he has chosen to use you. He has chosen to use me. It's no accident that the people in your family, in your family. It's no accident that the people who you work with are you working with. It's no accident because we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. Who called God listen, God has so much confidence in you because he has empowered you. That whatever situation you're in. If you would allow the love of God to shine in your life, let your light shine that others may see your good works and give God glory. If you can love in the midst of that, even though they know they did you wrong, but you can love them and forgive them because God has loved you and forgiven you. No matter what's going on, if you can trust God, if you can trust God enough, listen, I tell people all the time, I don't love you, and I had to stop saying this the first half because they thought I was being uh, funny about it, but I was very serious. I would say first half, I, I don't love you because I trust you. I love you because I trust God. There's some folk you showing up don't trust. And you probably right with every inch of your body. But you gotta trust God. You gotta love him in spite of because God loves you. Yeah. 
in spite of. And he has empowered you to love them. He's empowered you to forgive them. He has empowered you to let them see Christ's life in and through you. They may never read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but they will read, put your name there. Every chance they get. We have a great opportunity in spite of the pandemic. We have a great opportunity in spite of your present economic situation. We have a great opportunity regardless of what other people think about you. We have a great opportunity that's wrapped up in our obeying God and doing his will. We have opportunity because we have overcome the world because of a faith that works. Let's go ahead and get blessed and then begin being a blessing unto others. We have a great opportunity to serve a great God. God is so awesome and he's so great. God is great and he's greatly to be praised. How great is our God. How great is our God. He gives us the great opportunity to love, to go, and to grow. You might ask, how great is our God? He's so great that he had to do more than talk about loving us. He's so great that he had to do more than have the angels sing about loving us. He's so great that he had to do more than to have the prophets preach about loving us. He's so great. He's so great. How great is his love? He's so great that he loved us so much that he sent his son through 40 and two generations. That he came to this earth and went about doing good. Even out of all the good he did, folk talked about him and ridiculed him, called him everything but a child of God. But can you see our Lord and Savior being an example to us of how we ought to love in the midst of hard times, how we ought to love in the midst of tribulation, how we ought to love when people say all kind of things about us. He tells in his words, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against your father for my sake. The Bible says you ought to rejoice and be exceedingly glad because great is your reward in heaven. Well, how do we make it to heaven? It's not because we've been so good. It's not because we're so smart. It's not because we got all together and we did it right. It's because of his love. Well, how much love did he have? He allowed them to drive him up to Golgotha's hill. They put nails in his hands and nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head. Our Lord and Savior died on the cross for all of your sins. He died on the cross for all of my sins. But the story doesn't stop there. They placed him in a power tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday night. But early, I said early, on that Sunday morning, he got up with all power, power over the grave, victory over death. He ascended into heaven, sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us, to guide us, to show us the way, to help us to love, to help us to go, to help us to grow. To God be the glory.
if you're here or, or online and right now you realize I need the Lord in my life I've sinned I've come short and let me tell you that's no news flash to all of us who've been saved the Bible is clear we all have sinned and come short and the wages of sin is death but get your gift today the gift of God is eternal life. God, God want, is his will that none should perish. So if you're paying attention today and, and, and you're wondering, does God love you? The answer is yes. That's why Jesus died for your sins. So today you can say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I've sinned. I've come short. I want to turn from my sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins rose from the grave. I want you to come into my life. I'm going to pray a prayer. If you want to accept him right now as Lord of your life, just repeat the words after me. I can't pray it for you. I'm just leading you in it. And if you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me right now. I'm just going to, I'll start it and you just repeat after me. If you want to accept Christ as your Lord, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, wherever you are, even as you're listening and you're participating online, you will say, Father, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be I will tell others that you saved me thank you God for saving me right now in Jesus name I pray amen and amen if you've accepted Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior right now we want you to make sure you get in touch with Salem become a disciple of Christ and you can become a member of Salem but we ask you to please allow God to direct and guide you by a Bible-believing church family. God loves you. And this is the day that he has made. You might as well rejoice and be glad in it. And we say to God, be the glory. choice today if you're making your choice for Jesus if you desire to be a part of the church I want to give you the opportunity just to come to this front pew if you're in the building give you the opportunity just to get it from where you are come to the front pew we have a process and we want to make sure that today is your day yes 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 this one verse Jesus keep me near the cross stand to your feet yeah yeah yes Jesus, keep me near the cross. Oh. 
just what he does. Every time, every time I've ever heard him, that's just what he does. I was sitting there thinking, um, nobody wants to go to hell, and we'll say we won't go. But I, I sure wouldn't want to go to hell from Savannah, Georgia. I don't want to go to hell from nowhere, but I sure don't want to go from Savannah, because I just believe that if you go to hell from Savannah, <laughs> You got to give an account. <laughs> I sent my servant Thurman Tillman to Savannah. <laughs> and he stayed there all of these years. And you come up here unsaved. <laughs> I believe you have to give an account for that. I thank God for Thurman Tillman. I thank God for this message. Don't you bless God for the message today? 
Amen, amen, amen. We have been truly, truly blessed by your presence today. And we thank you now. You, y'all going on vacation now. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen, amen. Let me just share just, uh, just uh, in the way of in information. Uh, I want us, we have a tragedy that just struck the church family. Sister Tamika Book, Sister Tamika Book. Uh, she has two sons, both sons are active in this church, um, active. And uh, Tamika, they went on vacation last week and while on vacation, there was an accident. And both of her sons were killed, both of her. And so now Tamika is alone and she's coming back, bringing those boys back. We're making arrangements now and uh, uh, just stay in touch because she's gonna need all of us. She's gonna need us all. Uh, but her son 19 who was baptized here and then her youngest son six who's right in the middle of our children's church and even right now involved in virtual church and um, when I finally got in touch with her, she said, the first thing she said to me, just please tell Miss Felissa that that boy loves children's church. Uh, but she lost both of her sons. We just want to be in prayer with Tamika Buck. And if there's anything that we can do, we want to make sure that we do that. We don't have any words about arrangements right, right now. I uh, also want to be in prayer for our brother Travis Mosley, uh, who lost his mother, uh, Lorraine Mosley. I uh, just want to keep him in our prayers. Also, Reverend, Reverend Willie Dennis, his mother went home to be with the Lord. And we want to just keep Reverend Dennis in our prayers. Uh, we want to thank all of those who join us virtually. Thank you so much. Those who are coming out, those who are, who are, uh, are a part of us here, we are so glad to see faces. But I want you to know that we still thank God for those who join us virtually. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness and your stewardship. And thank you for just being faithful to continue to, tuning in. And those who are, are tuning in wherever you are, we, have, we, we are a growing church. Pastor Tillman, when he finally got us out of Jerusalem. <laughs> when he finally got us out of Jerusalem, we find out that there are people all over the world who who are tuning in and who enjoy and who love the gospel of Jesus Christ. And wherever you are, if you make that decision, uh, you'll get instructions at the end of the worship, at the end of the service. Uh, you will have instructions as to how you can become a part of this church family. God bless you. Those who may be visiting with us, uh, we have in the back what we call the welcome table. If you're a visitor and you want to know more about this church and uh, how we do things and what God has preserved here for all of these years, uh, after the service is over, you go right back through there to the welcome table. If there are visitors who want to pick up a packet and want to know more about the Salem Church, amen? Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Uh, I am forgetting something, but I knew it. <laughs> I get points for knowing it. I know I'm forgetting something, but I, 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 I knew it. Yes, sir. Yes, all right. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> 
we are in the in the, in an effort to keep everybody safe. Uh, we all exit from on this on the door on the side. We all exit and we just sort of take our time and just sort of exit so that we are not crowded up and then we can fellowship fellowship in the parking lot fellowship that's uh, all open out there and so we look forward to just having an opportunity to wave at everybody to speak to everybody again Pastor Tillman Sister Lawanda thank you so much God bless you and God keep you y'all bless the Lord for them once again we do have a receptacle there those who desire to you can leave your offering today otherwise you can t continue to do it as we have been doing it amen amen let me thank you for a successful day on yesterday there were many who came out to serve uh, that we were having a food giveaway and vaccines were given being given out uh, and it was just a wonderful day of serving a community and so I want to thank all of those who did come, those who were here to serve. And please keep your ears open. There are always opportunities like that to serve. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. Offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. 
thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.